You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. Hi, Damon. I kind of had to pee when I came in here, so by the time this show's over, I'm going to have to pee. And you got a cup of coffee there. I do. A cup of joe, they call it. I'm having coffee, too. Jack DeVries is here. I already had coffee and peed. And making his first GameScoop appearance, uh, popping his GameScoop cherry, I like to say, oh. is Justin Davis. Yes, yeah, my first and last appearance on GameScoop, <laughs> maybe. This is, uh, we'll see how it goes. Some consider him the, the new Levi Buchanan. <laughs> is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll take uh, that. He's running our uh, wireless channel right now. So I've never spoken to him before, but I enjoy the fact that he's drinking a Dr. Pepper at 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> I can get done with I actually, I noticed that too, yeah. I, when people drink soda before noon, I always raise an eyebrow at that. Oh, wow. That's weird. Yeah. No, it was, uh, I already had my coffee for the day, and I didn't want more coffee, but I needed more caffeine. So. Yeah, yeah. Doctor, 23 flavors. Yup. Yep. Yep. And, oh, no, I'll tell you exactly what happened. The yes, guys... please do. Forget it. No, no, I want to hear, oh, hear. hear it. It's really not an interesting story. So is, it about the, is it about the Scooby-Doo villain that runs our vending machines? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> tis, tis the season for big games. We're just, big games. So many big games are coming out right now. Just now, we're talking about Batman this morning. Greg, you've already you've already reviewed Batman. Reviewed Batman. Old news. Beat by it now. twice. Old, old news. I'm now. I'm yeah. sure. But I've just started playing it. I love it. Love it. Love How it, love far it. are you right now? I mean, without spoilers, I guess. Maybe three or four hours oh, okay, into cool. it. I'm uh, going after Mister Freeze. Okay. And okay. that sort of thing. But I'm also doing a lot of side quests and stuff. Good. Good. Decided I was going to start doing the AR missions, but the advanced AR missions are tough. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to fly through this pinhole. Yeah. Yeah. three hundred feet, and then <laughs> glide right through that little hole. I will revisit yeah. the advanced <laughs> AR missions. Yeah. Dave, you're listening, do the first round. Do the yeah, first four first round away because you get the grapple boost, which you yeah. need, and then, yeah, just ignore the, them. The grapnel boost. Grapnel boost. Mm-hmm. I refuse to say that. And uh, Justin was saying he likes it, but maybe not as much as Greg and I like it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally enjoying my time through it. I wouldn't have, based on what I've played so far, I wouldn't have given it a 9-5, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I think the combat is a little, like, I'm I'm about the same as you. I'm about maybe four hours into it, and mm-hmm. I'm already tired of fighting big definitely groups of thugs. Definitely ready to review it then. Yeah, no. I'm just saying, like, fighting the big groups of thugs, I'm already a little but bit tired But are you experimenting of. with combos and your weapons? And uh, have you, I mean, upgrading all that stuff? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, definitely. I, that was the big thing. I mean, you read my review, I opened with, you know, that I finished that first time I was disappointed. I didn't think yeah. a 9-5 for okay. sure. And then playing, want, the desire to keep going back for side missions and yeah. keep doing challenges and then go back and play it in New Game Plus. Yeah. New Game Plus is when I really, and this is somebody who reviewed Arkham Asylum, really 
really started to love the combat okay. in the way of like, oh, well, crap, if I'm timing it right, I'm getting a better combo, and then I'm able to do the takedown with the batarangs, and I'm able to call in my sonic bats that go around and stun everyone and do yeah. more cool stuff. I, so far, I'm liking the traversal and the environment and the puzzles more than the combat. But yeah. you know, the, pro- the problem I had with combat, in the be- even for Arkham Asylum a little bit, in big groups, is that if you're not building a combo meter, you know what I mean, to mm-hmm. get to instant takedowns, fights go on forever, right? Because, yeah. I mean, there's just so many people, and your punches aren't what take people down. It's getting them and doing your ground takedown, or mm-hmm. doing, like, you know, two-button combos that then slam heads together, or break legs, and one other stuff. So, yeah. do, do you use the upgrade where you, you can throw batarangs and incapacitate yes. everyone that's on the ground? Yes. Alright, so I it just is, got that upgrade. Oh, it's oh, you man. totally need it, because it's okay. going to be awesome. Already, I don't even know that existed. It's just one of your, it's an early upgrade option. Oh, so when, you level, when you level up, pick yeah. it. Yeah. Stop sucking, Totally Justin. get it, because then, yeah, we, all, then all you have to do is you can knock down, you know, three people at once, and then when you have it saved, you just jump up, throw batarangs, and then you've already, you know, taken okay. out a third gotta, of the people. I gotta pay more attention, because combat's taking forever right now. Yeah. It's possible I'm just terrible. You <laughs> watch, if you want to uh, see how it's meant to be done, go watch some of uh, Destin's videos. Well, you have guides.ign.com. Destin put up all that, and Destin is... A magnificent fighter, like he's he knows that system inside and out. Yeah, I think what I like about it so much is how well realized the city is, how yeah. dense the yeah. city is. Yeah, there's just so many little uh, nooks and crannies to explore in there. It's yeah, so, good. so you like I don't read the comic books, so like I totally enjoy and get I, I like the denseness, and I think it's interesting to sort of it, every single corner of the world is like really fleshed out. But I think a lot of it's lost on me. It's yeah. like oh, there's no like oh the Ace Chemical Building, like I don't know what that is. Yeah, so, yeah that would um, do it. Yeah. Yeah. You've never saw uh, Tim Burton's Batman? Well, okay, that was a bad example because I do know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's lots of little details. I see this light with a bat in it. I'm like, what the <laughs> f is that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I only know, I only know, like, Calendar Man from the games. Like, I don't know the character at all. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. There's some. Uh, they're doing an interesting thing with their Catwoman. Uh, the DLC, character. yeah. You can only play as Catwoman if you buy the game new, or you buy yeah the DLC pack. Oh yeah, it's, you can it's buy basically it an online pass. It's yeah. like whatever you've seen for EA lately and uh, some Sony games. But it's strange. It seems like every time you you play the game, every time you boot it up, they remind you. They they they're trying to get you to buy oh, Catwoman. Do you DLC. not have? So you don't ha- you haven't bought it? No, because I'm using the guide's copy of the gotcha, game. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Mm. So uh, what was interesting is uh, this is a side note, but uh, when you start downloading that Catwoman thing, you can go into the game. But uh, mm-hmm. as soon as it finishes downloading, it kicks you back out of the game. Do you know what did that with me? Because I was downloading Dungeon Defenders, an XBLA <laughs> game. It was downloading in the background. And when that game finished downloading, Batman Arkham City told me, your new DLC has finished downloading. You're being awesome. cut back to the, mi- to the main menu now. Yeah. So 9.5 like, by Gina. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, great checkpoint saves, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I thankfully, there's very like, frequent saves. Me? Yeah, no. That was weird. Anyway, so you meet Catwoman very early on in the game. Huh? She's annoying as fuck. Yeah. Wow, God, really? she sucks, man. Oh my God, it's like so it makes crazy. me think I don't want to play as her. She no, she's sucks. awesome to play as, but I agree that she's a very. Jesus. I remember when we went and saw that first reveal of her. I think at E3, and I remember me and Hillary walked out and we're like, "Oh man, this, she's such an annoying voice." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. And then by the time I got to play the game and I played all her stuff, I liked her. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't annoyed oh, by man. the end her, of it. her and Harley. I don't like either of them. Oh. Either of the voices and the, yeah. So that's why I was thinking so yeah, much of the voice girls. acting. Well, that's that's what's kind of unfortunate. Like, yeah. so much of the voice acting is really, really good. Yeah. Like, it's Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, Hugo Strange. God, his voice is so good. Yeah. But the girls are terrible, like, really obnoxious. Harley Quinn, I know, that like, that's her character. That's yeah. what she's always been, yeah. yeah. But Catwoman, like, they didn't have to use the most obvious cat puns they could think of. <laughs> that's why you're offended. That. Like that's why you're so dumb. It reads like a script. I thought I was the one with nine film. lives. Shut the fuck up. Would you consider that a catastrophe? Oh, <laughs> nice one. Nice one. See, that's, that's good. I yeah. like that. Uh, it, it's like um, the, the Catwoman's dialogue in Arkham City is the equivalent of a headline that reads, Burnout crashes into stores, mm, basically. Mm. But that, yeah, that's one of the things I think people struggle with with her for a long time. You know what I mean? I think her her new stuff with Judd Winnick is more uh, just a cat burglarness, not so much a cat pun. Mm. But yeah, there, there's always a fine line to walk, and I, I will admit that her, especially without her DLC, the DLC I think rounds her out a bit more. Like, I don't, I don't, you've played it, right? No. Oh, okay. I don't remember off the top of my head as many cat yeah. puns, but that first, okay, so like, do you remember a lot of cat puns in like when you're on the side missions with her? No. Yeah, okay. No, I don't think okay. it's. I, I, um, well, she's also very, very fun to play as. So it's like that's yeah, a her good, character's cool, and like that's that's yeah. the best part about it, and why I'm excited. I to play as Robin and Nightwing is to see the differences in how they yeah. play based on how it, different it is to play as her. Like yeah. her, her takedowns and stuff. Even her, you know, counters are like that central thing where she's like pressed up and she'll like kind of kiss a guy and then like break his leg or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like, Jack. I like it rough. Maybe I'll have to download the pass to check out. 
what playing how much is, is, is it? Ten bucks? How much is it? I think it's ten bucks. Okay. Greg, your your Batman review is done. In the can. Yeah. I'm done. Go Moving on, vacation. on to Uncharted Three. All right. Yeah. No, I got to review Uncharted Three still. I got to write that today, Damon. That one's not out until November first. Correct. Right. But your review is coming up very soon. Yeah. Monday, nine a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Full week ahead of the game. Yeah. Look at that. So, what's the situation? You've already. You've, have you beaten the game already? I have beaten it. Okay. I've played many, many hours of uh, multiplayer. Uh, I'm start. I'm in the middle of my crushing playthrough. What score is it gonna get? Uh, it's gonna get somewhere. It's gonna get somewhere between between a one and a ten. Uh, I'm not gonna give it a point five or a zero. Confirmed. Not a ten. Confirmed. No. Oh, well, hold on. I, I guess between an infinity and a. And a well, then z- oh, hold on. What's it? all right? So between a negative one. And an 11. <laughs> so, that, that encompasses the full review scale, correct? So wait, so it's not getting an 11 out of 10 confirmed. Correct. Okay. Yeah. You heard it here first. Um, yeah, obviously. Really excited for that game. You just did this a long live stream yesterday, right? This yeah, yeah. Five we, hours. Last night, me, me and I, uh, Anthony's... Uh, oh God, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> I, I, it's one of those things where I, it, was, it was like... I, you remember how tired we were after IGN for Haiti? It was yeah. like that on yeah. a miniature scale because it had already been like a full week of work. And I, I didn't have a weekend because I went to Comic-Con and came back from that. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, anyways, I got approached earlier in the in a couple months ago to do, hey, we're doing this uh, IGN Prime thing. If you're not aware, IGN Prime, well, first off, we're IGN.com. You should come here all the time if you're just getting off iTunes. But IGN Prime is like our membership program where you pay and you don't have to see ads and you get exclusive beta access and you get cool videos. Last night, they you know, all week they've been doing these Uncharted 3 live events at theaters where you go watch it in 3D. You walk away with a copy of the game early, blah, blah, blah. And, uh... We went to it last night, and we're in a live stream, and they were like, oh, so a few weeks ago, Damon, they're like, you want to come host this? And I'm like, oh, sure, blah, blah, blah. And so I got there, and, and I was hosting five and a half hours straight of you live stream. You didn't know it was that long? I didn't know. I didn't really look into it <laughs> as far as I, I – they did a multiplayer tournament on top of it. So like, I talked to the Naughty Dog guys when they came in to do Podcast Beyond, and they had said, oh, yeah, we left there at like 11 or 11.30. I'm like, oh, well, that must have been like breakdown time. It was like, no, that's how long the goddamn tournament went. I was like, God, jeez. So, yeah, Anthony Gaius just came on a whim and ended up staying there the whole time with me. So him and I hosted this long... It was, and it was awesome. It was fun. To t- I mean, you know, we're walking yeah. around talking to players, having fun, eating stuff. There was an earthquake during it. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, I totally felt that last night. Yeah. The second one was much bigger, much stronger than the first one. I, I thought so. The USGS disagrees. But. Well, it just felt like it lasted much longer. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... So I like this this uh, the commercial the Japanese commercial for Uncharted Three, oh, <laughs> Harrison Ford, where they brought in Harrison Ford. It's like it sounds so great when I when I heard I it. Know. I got into work and it was on IGN and I went and watched it and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. And it was just depressing. It was yeah. like my grandmother playing games. Yeah. Go, looked, yeah. go, oh, it's it's oh. so it's so cinematic. It's so I exciting. It's, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he tries just, to uh, get the controller back and he's like, oh, oh, more? there's more. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, oh, and he, like, he, like, he hops on the, the yeah. wheel to play, and then it goes in. And he's like, oh! oh. <laughs> I want to see, for uh, if they make an Indiana Jones 5, I want Nathan Drake watching that movie, making noises. And I want that to be the commercial. Yeah. Only if he's eating Subway. <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford is 69 years old. Wow. Wow. He rocks that earring. And it's time and, to take out the earring. Yeah, right? It's yeah. time to get rid of the earring. What's yeah. That? He's, he's trying to. He's still trying to uh, trick Calista Flockhart. Into I was gonna, yeah, he's, he's, still, he's still. He's still with uh, knocking boots with Calista Flockhart. I think so, right? Really? Yeah. They're, they're together still. I think. I don't know about the knocking boots part. <laughs> I don't know if medical science has come that far. <laughs> what was she famous for? I mean, uh, Ally McBeal. Yeah. Wow. And that's the Dancing Baby Show. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we remember that was the plot of the show. <laughs> Like a computer animated dancing baby was impressive. Like, it oh, was, like, I can't it was believe the it. Shit ever. They made a baby dance. Yeah, and that was. Imagine if they could have seen the E Trade commercials back then. Yeah. They would have. They would have shit their pants. That was like that <laughs> was the, that was the internet thing for like a year. Like that was that's what you that did. You went online to look at the. Yes. I forget what, and what she was the only one who saw it, right, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole episode where she was seeing it. Like she was having some sort of like it was a hallucination crisis. Yeah. Like some sort of like. Okay. So it wasn't an Nature ongoing was thing. was telling her that there was, she needed a baby. It was one episode. And at the oh, end, wow. she dances with the baby I to that, part, that yeah. song. What song? That thing you do? Do no, that no. thing you no, do. No, that song. <laughs> what? That's, it's a great song. That song. <laughs> it's, it's a 70s song. song that I <laughs> That's a good song, too. Yeah. But not that song. Um, Better than Oh, the- oh. I can't fight this feeling. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, all. Man, there, there's yeah. some yeah. dust just got blown off an yeah. old Greg Miller's yeah. Fox it's memory. Tom Jones, right? Is it Tom Jones? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. 
Yes, yeah, I think right. it is. Girl, you got me third. That's not Tom Jones. Guaranteed. Cup of wine. wine. <laughs> yeah, he's drinking wine out of a cup. <laughs> I, yeah, it's that? like a Dixie cup, I assume. <laughs> it, was also, it was also Classy. a Listerine commercial at one point, too. You got it. Was, what, was it check, can I check this? Can I check what this, who's saying the song? Yeah, but what's the song called? I can't I'm going to put Hooma Chaka Hooma on a feeling. Hooked on a feeling. I'm high on believing. Yeah, that could yeah. be Tom J- That you're in, in love, love with me. me. Yeah. yeah. But the, the Uga Shaka <laughs> version specifically. This is, uh, let's remember this next time we go to karaoke. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, yes, a great yeah, karaoke absolutely. song. Uh, amazing. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, everybody. Hold on. It's going to slip off, Brian. Uh, you want to pull up Shazam and we can sing it into it? <laughs> no, we already, we already got it. Hooked on a Feeling is a 1968 pop song written by Mark James and originally performed by B.J. Thomas. Oh, no, that's mm. not who we thought it was at no. all. No. Not Tom Jones. Okay. I, I, he might have covered it at one point. I bet at some yeah. point in his life Tom Jones has, has sung that song. True. So, Justin, we talk a lot about how Nintendo is foolish for not putting their games on iOS. Yes. Well, yeah. I think they should. <laughs> I want them to. Mm-hmm. But... They make a lot of money off their hardware, right? So I wouldn't say they're foolish for not doing it, but... Uh, well, I mean, only if people buy it and people aren't buying it. They would make so much money on iOS. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what, a major, fairly major Nintendo franchise, Professor Layton, is now <gasps> coming to iOS. Oh, snap. Um, yeah, well, then it, the Professor Layton games are published by uh, yeah. by Nintendo oh, in America. But, but obviously they're developed by Level 5, and I think in Japan they're even published by Level 5. So Nintendo is, uh, you know, involved, and they like the Layton games, but, you know, there's a... There's a, that's how they're able to come to iOS. It's not like Mario or anything mm-hmm. like that, where Nintendo owns it. So they made this announcement in Japan. Level 5 announces. Yeah. A game, Leighton Brothers Mystery Room, is coming to iOS. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so it's called... Here's the thing that I don't get about Leighton Brothers. So it's called Leighton Brothers Mystery Room. It stars Professor Leighton's son. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not only is that weird... Also, who, is Leighton married? Yeah. Is Professor Leighton married? Yeah. Does, does he have an illegitimate child out of wedlock? I thought he already had an illegitimate child following him around for three uh, games. But that wasn't his son. That's just his weird... Yeah. His apprentice. <laughs> his, yeah. His weird... Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's Leighton Brothers Mystery Room, and this was a game that Level 5 announced um, in 2008 or 2009, a long time ago. They announced it as a DS game, and it was just called Mystery Room. And it starred this detective, and you would go in these rooms and try to solve crimes, a little bit like Phoenix Wright, but with more puzzle solving. Then the game went dark. It kept getting delayed, 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 and then they re-revealed it, and now it's a Leighton game. So it's it's definitely a spinoff. It stars his son, Alfendi Leighton. Um, <laughs> it's still like puzzle solving, but uh, you know, it's not exactly the Leighton style, like you know, these matchstick puzzles or anything like that. So it sounds um, like this is an Elseworlds title. Like I think this is a what like, it's it, it's a comic. This book is a comic book thing. thing. Where this yeah. is this is in the far flung possible future that he has a son. That's why he you haven't seen the son before. I think yeah. this is mm. Leighton's days papers. of future past. This yes. is like yeah. Noir. Yeah. Noir. Spider-Man? Yeah. Is that what we're talking Kingdom about? Kingdom Come, something like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like Kingdom Come. Or, or the uh, Back to the Future animated series. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's a, it's a spinoff, wait, basically. Wait, wait, that was, oh, that was in the future, because the kids are older, right? It was about the kids. Yeah. Remember the one where he, Marty Mc, <laughs> Doc invented a thing that could make you an awesome baseball player? And Marty oh, did it, and he man. used it for fame and fortune, and then it broke in like, the finals. Oh, no. Mm. And did he learn a valuable lesson? I don't about, remember. I remember they, they had good toys at uh, McDonald's, though, for it. Uh, you could, like, they have a DeLorean. Oh, yeah, and, like, but Doc hung out the sides, like, so oh. I cut him off. So I just, I just because it broke, it broke, it broke the illusion that I'm going through time and Doc's hanging out the window. That's really nerdy. <laughs> I was, I'm hardcore about my toys. My Ghostbusters, uh, the real Ghostbusters. No. I would cut off the proton uh, zap all the time because I wanted it to look real on their backs. Yeah, the real actually, Ghostbusters didn't walk around shooting sh- the floor all the time. Yeah, I did do that too. True. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> Isn't it true that? Uh, uh, an, an episode of the real Ghostbusters made you cry at one point. No, an episode of Extreme Ghostbusters oh, I'm sorry. made me cry. <laughs> Which, if you're if you're following the timeline, meant that I was like a junior or senior in high school. <laughs> that was me on a Friday night. Extreme Ghostbusters. Was, it was you remember girl exactly, and it was the handicapped guy. Eduardo went uh, into handicapable. I don't know, whatever. He, Thank you. he went into the containment unit with Slimer to oh, stop no. something, and Slimer got possessed by one of the ghosts there, and that then the so he's possessed, and uh, he had him. How does a ghost get possessed by a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) This is a really strong ghost. And he bit Eduardo's uh, oxygen tank in the containment unit, so he he suffocated in the containment unit. That's dark. And I know. They, for a cartoon, they got kicked out of the containment unit, and Slimer came back to normal and just sat there and cried over Eduardo's body. I'm like, Jesus. 
<laughs> I forget how they reanimated him, but he was okay. By the end of the oh, right. He didn't. He wasn't dead. No, no, oh, Maybe he was a ghost. Dang. No, <laughs> no, I don't, know. I don't think so. Uh, Leighton Brothers announced in Japan. No word on release date, price, or if it will come to. America. Yeah, but presumably. Um, and I think the last thing I want to say about this is this was a DS game, you know, delayed, 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 came back as an iOS game. So that's mm-hmm. sort of symbolic of, you know, what's happening happening generally. You know, we got the best version of Scribblenauts is now on iOS 2. Um, you know, it's grown up as a games platform, definitely. You know, you it's think not, it's the best version? Why, why do you say that? Because uh, the keyboard's super nice for inputting words. You know, it's super easy uh-huh. to bring up the virtual keyboard. Um, I played on, I didn't play on iPhone. I what's played that? On, My screen's all big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's got it's a big high-res screen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's why. And it's and it's five bucks. Here's something I've, I've been thinking of recently. Okay. You you and uh, your cohorts, Clements. You're looking at me. Okay, so yeah. Greg Miller. Okay. Clements and Colin Moriarty. Yeah. You guys just won't stop talking about how much you guys love the Vita. Yeah. You guys all love the Vita. We do love the Vita. You're going to love it, too. Don't you, well, You're, you're uh, excited okay. about it. You're someone, Oh, well, you're de- you hate dedicated handhelds. Here's my thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went to Chicago last weekend. Uh-huh. Four-hour flights. There and back. Yep. I had my iPad with me. Yep. Both both legs of that trip, I was captivated by this tower defense game on my iPad. Yeah. It was fantastic. The flights flew by. The game is free. Mm, yeah. Which one? Well, Staunch Defense. Okay. I don't know that is, one. Will the PlayStation Vita have free games? If they're smart. I mean, if they're smart, they will. <laughs> I, just, I just don't see how you can compete with free. <laughs> I mean, they just released a $7 mini this week. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, they, it's like, hopefully they've learned their lesson from minis and they're going to go in a different direction of... Because they, they, they've they're already given out Vita development kits for free. They're supporting independent people. I went to a bunch of people at PAX and talked to them off the record. They had units there. They, they are working on games. So now it's about pricing them appropriately and giving them a marketing push. Hmm. And Sony's trying to do that. This month is, you know, the only on PlayStation Network thing where, you know, you spend six... 60 bucks, you get 10 bucks free next month. They're pushing stuff like Okaboo. They did like the pre-release stuff for Payday the Heist. They, get, they, they seem like they're getting it, but it'll be the big test when Vita comes out if they actually do get it, and they're going to push that. But I think it comes down to, you know, you talk about not ha- wanting a dedicated handheld anymore. And when I went to uh, New York for New York Comic Con, I only packed my iPad, and I got on there. Now, granted, I don't like, I don't really, I'm still not a big gamer on my iPad or iPhone. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, I read comics and I watched uh, movies on there. I bought mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff off iTunes and was ready. But it's just one of those things where I, there's going to be certain experiences, just like how I use a PlayStation 3 or an Xbox. There are certain experiences on both those systems that are exclusive that I want. You know what I mean? And that'll be the same thing with the Vita. Mm-hmm. We have a release date now? Yeah, February 22nd for America and yeah. for everybody pretty much but Japan. Uh, and also, uh, Justin, continuing with this iOS talk, no. Game Off has a new ripoff coming soon. <laughs> they do. An homage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's less of a ripoff than some of their other games. Really? Because um, these screenshots. Well, look, I mean, have you seen this? No, I this is their. <laughs> don't tell me what it's called. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, uh, you tell me if you can figure that out. <laughs> it's like Red Dead. We got a Red Dead <laughs> mobile coming. Blue live shotgun. <laughs> so it is. So they have a, a super supernatural open world western coming out called Six Guns. Mm. Um, and they're very. So it's it's Red Dead. It's Undead Nightmare, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's got vampires and witches and uh, some other enemies, and it's open world. Um, and, so I guess in that sense, it's very, very much a ripoff. I did go hands-on with the title uh, earlier this week, last week. I, I played it, and uh, what makes it less of a ripoff is I'm pretty sure the game's going to be free-to-play. Um, you know, because you, uh, like, if your character gets injured or something, instead of just being able to, like, go heal up, um, they heal up over time, over, like, a course of several hours, which kind of blows. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the game will be free, right? And so you can, like, pay to speed that process up or do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um and you can pay, like, there's, like, fancy, like, a fancy shotgun you could buy with, like, real money. Or if you played the game normally, then you would get, like, you know, weapons over the course of the game. Gotcha. Um, it was fun. Um, it was a little bit early, so I don't know, like, how... Like, some stuff was still rough around the edges that I played. Um, but it definitely seemed promising. You know, it's got a cover system. Um, you know, and the shooting was pretty solid. How, how are the controls? Because that those always bug me in these sort of, like, third-person action games on yeah, iPad. Yeah, so third-person action games, no <laughs> one's really nailed it yet. Um, you know, Shadowgun did it better than anybody a couple weeks ago, and that game was still a 7 out of 10 for me just because of some control issues. Um, so the controls are still... They still need some work. I think a lot of people say FPS on mobile doesn't work, and I disagree. I think FPS is totally good. You know, you drag around with one finger, and then you shoot with the other finger. It works. But a third-person is much tougher because then you got to move your character. The <laughs> 
camera. I bought <laughs> when I played six guns. I bought a ridiculous giant top hat for my character. That's what I spent my money on, not a shotgun, of course. And um, <laughs> well, I have both legs broken and I'm crawling through the <laughs> desert, but I'll buy that hat. This hat was badass. <laughs> and so the camera kept like swinging around behind my hat. So yeah. um, so six guns is a, it's still early days. You know, I'm still hopeful, but uh, but. Uh, I, I think FPS works better than third-person shooters on mobile. I need my Justin. I need my weekly update on that Superman game from yeah. Lingo. How's that? Go? What's going on with that? Uh, I have no update Damn on the it. Superman game, other than that it's coming and that it's based on classic era Superman. Is it going to be out this year sometime? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. That I will play, Damon, on an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. What about this? Uh, is Brian Singer still? No, he's not doing the Spider-Man. What was the news about Brian Singer this week? He's doing some other dumb thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Battlestar. Yeah, he's doing oh, Battlestar movie. Yeah. Enjoy that, fans. Two and a half hours and nothing happening. <laughs> now, to okay, to be fair, his other movies stuff happens, I and they're good. I, I love yeah. X too, and that's why I was yeah, like, oh man, still Superman Returns is gonna be so good. I know. How do you I how mean, do you make the best X Men movie, but then make a really lame Superman I, movie? I don't, like, I just figured Superman was doomed to begin with. That thing was such a mess that like yeah. somebody he was taking the fall. Mm. You know, it was a well, scapegoat. Like he, like I strike that one for the record. Taking taking a fall in his defense, like five million, which dollars. I rarely do when talking about Superman Returns. They made him cut out so much of that movie. I saw the like, scene where he goes back to his planet. Exactly. There was, there, I mean, there was a whole different intro where he went to the Fallen Out Krypton, and then he comes back, and you're supposed to find out that Martha is moving away with this new guy, and the world's changed. And they were like, no, like Warner Brothers was like, no, get to being Superman. So, like, they had to shorten all that, and that's why that whole intro is like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. You just read text, he crashes, he's in Metropolis, so, like, this is a big deal that you left? Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, GameCube listener David Deacon... Uh, has just finished work on his first iPhone and iPad game. Oh, cool. Says, I've been listening to the GameScoop and uh, Beyond Podcast from early 2007 when I got my first job in the games industry working at Free Radical Design, working on their super secret project that got canned. Despite that, the first thing on Monday morning, I would get a coffee and stick on GameScoop. Used to get caught laughing to myself while listening to the podcast all the time. Or have my ears blown out by Greg's unpredictable screaming. <laughs> I want to try and give a bit back to you and a few fast-fingered GameScoop listeners. I've recently made my first indie game and would like to share some promo codes with you and the listeners. It's called Ico Island. It's for iPhone, iPod, and iPad. It's a crazy new physics I've puzzler. I've been playing that game. I, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Game? Our review's coming up on IGM Wireless. Oh, David Deacon made this game. No. Oh, What's the early cool. preview? Is it good? Uh, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very... It's got like 175 levels. Like, it's incredible how much stuff there is in it physics yeah. yeah but it is a physics puzzler so you know well listeners here's a here's a code to check out uh ico island on i'll give you the ipad version uh 4w7 f a r 6 n 9 w p x the other codes i'll share with you gentlemen here i have ico i go stuck in my head now okay how's that go hey now hey now hey now, hey now. I go, I go that's also a good karaoke track yeah mark it down yeah. we're taking notes let's check in with the listeners hey listeners this is Esther Kang good name she says hey guys I know you probably get a lot of messages from people hope you please please read on if you are still around the New York area I would like to invite the games group crew to a free dinner and some free drinks at Green Grill restaurant located in Hackensack New Jersey it's a Brazilian barbecue all you can eat buffet and all you can eat meat my boyfriend owns the restaurant it would mean a lot to me if you guys can just come by it's his birthday next Wednesday October 26th and we missed Comic Con because he was too busy at the restaurant and he's really bummed out about it. I want to surprise why, why, him. Why don't you email us ahead of time? About no, no, no. <laughs> we want to surprise him then. We're in San Francisco now, not near Hackensack. Yes. Yeah, we don't, we're not in New York anymore, uh, Esther. However, we, we do appreciate the offer, and we, we will definitely, we would like to give you, Greg and Miller would like to give a birthday shout out to your boyfriend working at Green Grill Restaurant in Hackensack, New Jersey. I would love to do that, but first I need to point out on the Superman theme <laughs> that in Superman 1, Miss Tessmacher's mother lived in Hackensack, New Jersey, oh, where one go. of the missiles was going, where Lex, you know, okay, anyways. Uh, Hey, boyfriend, I hear you got a lot of free meat, and I hear you got a happy birthday, and a girl who doesn't understand how travel and time works. <laughs> Congratulations. Enjoy ringing in another year with Esther. Tell her we're happy she time-traveled here from 1847 as well. <laughs> Esther Krang? Krang is something different. <laughs> We've been talking about so much 80s stuff that it... Uh... Justin. 
Stephen Carrot wants to know, do you have any news on Star Command on the iPhone? I do. Oh, I can't. I, yes. I can't, <laughs> I can't talk about it. The Star Command news is coming very soon. Should they be watching IGN next week? Uh, probably not. November-ish early? Nove- early November, there will okay. be news on Star Command. Big news. Sorry. I, I really, really can't say. That's a good team. I was hoping for, hoping for more. Star Command is... Uh, like yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe if the listeners don't know what Star Command is... Yes, so Star Command is... Uh, is uh, well, it's an iOS game, um, and it's a little bit like Game Dev Story on a spaceship. So mm-hmm. it's it's like Star Trek meets... Uh, is it from those guys? No. Okay. No, no, no. So it's uh, it's these indie developers... Although those guys do put out like a game a week. They do. Um, so They're you- living their game. <laughs> uh, and now they're yeah they're chugging Red Bull and uh, the fire is over yeah, exactly. now. Uh, I have a great idea to increase the creativity of this oh, game. No, I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you uh, in Star Command, it's basically like Star Trek. You have a crew of people, and uh, you know they each have different skills. So it's like someone with a really high science skill might be your engineer, and then uh, you go on adventures in space, and you can build up your spaceship and stuff. And it's got like XCOM style combat, and uh, it looks super super cool. cool. It is. It is looking really cool yeah this is wayne r just got my copy of batman arkham city and well no manual guess i'll just turn on the game and start pressing buttons now (laughs) yep he also time traveled here (laughs) apparently square enix and rocksteady had no problem wasting paper on a merchandise catalog and dlc codes but a manual that's too costly honestly the absence of a paper manual doesn't bother me that much but i would at least appreciate if there was an in-game manual like assassin's creed brotherhood did last year do you think it's disingenuous for developers to not include in-game manuals if they aren't going to make physical ones i so wayne r don't you feel like the game does a good job enough of of telling you how to play it that as you go along yeah but it's like so you don't get okay so there's no manual there is an eight page catalog uh, (laughs) of batman merch and then in the game it's like press the right stick to move so it's like, meh. like, is that really better than just yeah. having a manual? That... I feel like, what do people look at manuals for anymore? Yeah, when, I don't. Can't, I can't tell you the last time I read a manual. Yeah, I don't. I, read I look into them when I review games, but they're usually completely worthless. Yeah, usually, game developers figured out a while ago that it works best to just to teach you how to play the game in the game. Yeah, like in the, but, you know, they tell then, you like that's what I'm saying. Then you get ridiculously long tutorials that are stupid. Like, yeah, like press right stick to move. Like, is that really? That's well, a know, waste. That, 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 that flashes once. You know, that flashes once <laughs> at the yeah, very beginning of the I game. Know, I'm just saying. I don't know. And then it's like, you know, press Y for an instant takedown. Like, the game tells you, like, yeah. g- in good game design, you don't have to read a manual first. I like how at the start of Batman, he talks to himself. He's like, hmm, this guy has a weapon, so I should be sure to isolate him from his buddies before I take him Aren't down. Aren't those the hints that you can turn off? Yeah, you can, turn the, you oh, can do that. Oh, really? Okay. And also, if you, just, if you get moving, he doesn't even say it. If okay. you know how to beat Batman, <laughs> Justin. I was brooding. <laughs> I miss my parents. To be sad about your parents. <laughs> This is Big Tony style. It's a great name, too. <laughs> I was walking around a local Fry's today. Noticed a stack Your of about... best buds are always at Fry's. <laughs> Noticed a stack of about 20 game guides for Batman, Batman Arkham City. Thought to myself, who actually buys game guides? Why bother when the internet has everything you need? If you ever got stuck in a game, you know, like what you can find in IGN Wiki guides. My question yeah, right. is, when was the last time any of you actually purchased or used a guide not on the internet? I don't know that I've ever purchased a guide... Actually, in my life, never purchased one. Wow, I, I buy them. I like them sometimes. Just coffee table books, something to flip through, like to fool around with. I mean, I bought one for I bought the hardcover one for Metal Gear Four when that came out, just to have it to be able to flip through. Not so much that I was going to use it. Or I wasn't stuck. I mean, I'd already beaten the game by that time, but it was just like yeah. it was pretty and it had nice pictures in it. And I'm like, mm. oh, picture. Yeah. yeah, I bought a hardcore Zelda one when I worked at GameStop, <clears throat> but specifically to sell on eBay. Nah. <laughs> but so back in the day, edition. back in the day, I had Nintendo Power. Yeah. Mm. So I, I would use that for, like, game tips. But yeah. I, I guess the, back then, dedicated guides to specific games weren't very popular. There was the Nintendo Official Player's Guide, which was fantastic. But it was, like, uh, guides for several, I think, first-party and well, popular NES games all in one book for, like, 20 different games, like Metroid and Commando and Akari Warriors and Bionic Commando, stuff like that. Yeah, I've, I have never bought a game guide. Um, I, I, I think most people are like Greg in that they buy them mainly just because uh, they're big fans of the game and they usually have, like, high-res artwork in them. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's pretty cool... If you're a big Zelda fan or Batman fan or whatever, it's nice to be able to just flip through. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of, uh, I mean, guides, I remember... Do you remember... So I'm not that old, but I'm old enough that I played games before the Internet. And, like, if you got stuck, <laughs> That was fucking it. 
Like yeah, you were done totally. with that game yeah. forever. Like well, was, you would have to like you'd like talk to your friends about it. And, yeah, you know, and like how did how did like every little boy to, like, in, the, in the country know? Like, the you had to wait spread. until the next day at um, at recess yeah. to oh, ask yeah. your friends. It's about like it. the underground railroad of like learning, <laughs> learning how to beat like Bald Bull. Like, or you can you call, call Nintendo, 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 Nintendo the nine hundred number and pay like a dollar a minute to learn how to get an extra life in stage four. Yeah. Oh man. I remember it took me and three other people in my third grade class to beat uh, the Lion King on Sega Genesis. Yeah. Just that just that second level where you'd roar at the monkeys in the can't wait to be king part and we like would map it out. Yeah. And stuff and come back the next day with like reports. Good game though. <laughs> yeah, great game. And now come in full circle, now you follow that what is it, Power Cheats Twitter account? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> or just bit. they post just random game genie codes <laughs> with no context. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. So, it'll be like, okay, so it's codes and then the description of the code. So. so it'll be like the code, and it's like everyone's floating. Yeah. Or like whatever. That, that's all the post is, yeah. That's awesome. I miss the game, Genie. <laughs> uh, yeah, these days I, I game with my iPad next to me if I ever... Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I have a problem, just pull up a wiki guide on iPad. I did. I, I used IGN's Batman guide. I got yeah. stuck as shit at the beginning of that game, <laughs> uh, trying to break into... It's at the beginning, you're chasing Mr. Freeze, and you have to get inside the GCPD, Yeah. and the door opens exactly. just a crack, and you have to I'd slide forgotten, under I'd it. forgotten you could slide I'd under it. I'd forgotten you yeah. could slide. I totally so, did that last night. I ran around yeah, for like I 45 right, minutes. I can slide. <laughs> you've thrown batarangs at the door. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly... Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I did a remote stuff. battering under the door to like, try to peek around. What <laughs> the hell's in there? Uh, this is Jim Geta. Why do you think there's been such a focus on making games cinematic in the last few years? Cinematic? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so, so cinematic. Hang on, hang on. To so, me, it just makes video games seem like a me-too sort of genre. So first of all, Jim, video games are not a genre. They're a medium. Oh. He continues, you don't hear people say, this book is really cinematic. This album is like a movie. But with gaming, it's considered high praise to be compared to a film. But let's be honest here, even the most cinematic games would make terrible movies. Uncharted would be an awful B or even C level action movie compared with the likes of The Marine or Twelve Rounds. What? I don't even remember Twelve Rounds. <laughs> it was, a, it was John Cena yeah. of um, the Marine, right? No, the Marine, yeah. Twelve rounds was the uh, twelve Yes, you're right. Marine yes. was John Cena, but Twelve Rounds I thought was like Shannon Tatum, wasn't it? Where he wanted to be a fighter and <gasps> Terrence oh, Howard was like his he like Yeah. yeah. Metal Gear Solid would be exponentially more confusing and convoluted if it was reduced to a two-hour film. Yeah. The best game series, at least in my view, are the ones that weave exposition into the gameplay, not the ones that take control away from you for an hour at a time or reduce the majority of actual player interaction to quick-time events. The route to an increased cultural embrace of gaming likely isn't through kissing the ass of the film industry. I think that's a little harsh. So let's look at the the best example of cinematic gameplay is Uncharted, right? Yeah. They, They weave it into the gameplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think I, from yeah. what he described there, I think he's saying more that the you know Uncharted would be a bad movie, not so much Uncharted. I, I, the argument here, and yeah, he's right. Uncharted probably would be a bad movie if they tried to take the story it already is. That's why they're trying to, if they're doing this Uncharted movie, break it out to something that's not eight hours long, give it its own thing. But the problem is that all these movies turn out to be Prince of Persia or whatever, where they're just mm-hmm. like they try to make, a, they take the really rough idea of a movie or a game and try to use it. Uh, being cinematic in a in a game, I don't think it's a bad thing whatsoever. I think it's just the it's the the medium expanding <laughs> yeah. to oh, encompass and, everything you want. And to be fair, uh, saying something cinematic is not the same as saying this has a lot of cutscenes, which is what he seems yeah. to be complaining about. Right. I mean, we were making fun of that Harrison Ford thing, but the part he was calling cinematic was the part where you were chasing the plane. That was the part you were playing, yeah. but it was this very big it's, cinematic it, yeah. moment. It's, see, it's seeing developers use camera angles. Exactly. And use cinematography. Exactly. Some of the tricks that have been used in film right. for decades. Yeah. Naughty Dog is the only company that, you, maybe not the only company, one of the only companies that lets you play that stuff. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're playing Drake when like the building's collapsing and yeah, I'm trying totally. to, I haven't played three yet, you know, and yeah. when you're jumping from, when you're leaping from, from truck to truck, like that's gameplay. Their big thing, right, always, there's multiple times, and even playing Uncharted 3, there was tons of times where I'm watching something and then I'm like, why is he just staying? Oh crap! Right, I'm in yeah. control. Like you yeah. just—they transition so seamlessly yeah. into the. You know what I mean? And I also think video games. So the nice thing about video games is uh, much, much more so than than movies or books. Is there's such a wide range of there's one dollar iPad games that are just gameplay. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. give you nothing but this. I have one idea for a game mechanic, and we're going to repeat it. Like for, I Zelda. 
<laughs> no, maybe not like iZelda, but a good, like there's there's a there's a Trials HD clone that's a book on on iPad. So it's like you race your bike. It's a dollar. Like the game's pretty fun. Or you can get like sixty dollar Uncharted big theater you know theater quality experiences. And uh, you know the two don't need to be mutually exclusive. I yeah. think you can, you can have stuff like uh, like Mario that's pure gameplay, or you can have stuff like Uncharted that's you know very sort of cinematic and is taking you you know on an adventure. Plus, video games are a visual medium, unlike music and, and, and books. Which right. is, so it's, that's not really a fair comparison to make to those, I don't think. Yeah. You want to see the video game medium expand everywhere so that there's something for everyone, right? You want people to be able to come in and feel inclusive. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that's what I love about video games is totally. that, uh, you know, there's stuff like Minecraft and Dwarf Fortress and, uh, you know, Uncharted. And there's – I don't think you get that in, like, film or books. Like, it's all sort of – like, films are in between, you know – one and a half and three hours. Like, that's it. That's what a movie is, right? And games are very, very different. This is uh, Headed Whiplash 4. I don't like that name. Mm. I'm a long-time listener, first-time writer. was wondering about religion in games. Mm. Games have now gotten to a point where they can include things like sexuality without being immature. So why not religion? I'm not saying have an interactive Bible game, but just some underlying meanings. C.S. Lewis did it in a great way with his books. They were fun to just read, but there was a lot more than the obvious plot. Why isn't there an equivalent with video games? If there are... What games, and are they worth playing? Yeah, Assassin's Creed. I think I murdered the Pope at one point. I don't even remember. But. <laughs> you <laughs> you yes, beat him up in a fist fight. What came to my mind was Dead Space. Yes. Oh, right, right. Exactly. Right. That's a perfect All example. be praised. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, it's it's presented religion as, as a cultish uh, thing that <laughs> destroys the world, but, you know, it still has religion in it as, mm-hmm. a, as a major motif in the genre. Um, religion's actually been a part of games uh, for decades, Um uh, the American video game industry has mostly censored it out. Yeah. Mm. Um, nearly every JRPG had a lot of religious undertones. I mean, like, you always healed yourself in a church by a priest, and usually they kept those in, but sometimes they'd even change those, and they'd be like, they it's just it. it's a, a place, and it's a dude, and he's healing you and stuff. So that's kind of um, always been a part of it. And that, and that was interesting because Japan is a, a much less of a religious society than, than yeah. America is, so it's always seemed funny to me that they would have these like big, very Catholic churches like in their games yeah, that, that, is that America interesting, would take out. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of agree. I think that's kind of a... It's hard to work that in as a theme. It doesn't lend itself well to shooting things, yeah. you know? Like, right. that's, like, movies that deal with religious <clears throat> topics are not generally action films unless it's, like, end of days. Um, which was that Arnold Schwarzenegger Legion. Um, I think I feel those like, are all terrible movies. Yeah. Irrational deals with difficult themes like that yeah. well, yeah. like with Bioshock um, stuff. But if you're uh, Dante's Inferno was all religious. Yeah. You went to hell and fought the devil. <laughs> and his yeah. dong. Yeah, and his giant dong. I mean, I think, so, this is a, religion is a complex theme, right? And to do it justice, to do it right, or to ha- say anything meaningful about it, um, it's tough to do in a video game unless it is an RPG that's really going to take its time. It's going to be a long 60-hour dialogue-heavy adventure. Um, then you can really go somewhere with it, and that's a theme you can explore. Um, so in a lot of games, and like you said, a lot of games are shooters, or by their nature they have to be adversarial, otherwise there's nothing. That's where the gameplay comes from. So it's a little bit tough to work religion in, 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 in that way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you do see a lot in JRPGs, and I, I think that's probably why. Yeah. Um, One more email here from I don't know. How do you think this guy's last name is pronounced? Good. Easy. You only want his last name? Well, I know his first name is Sean. Sean Gnaw. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's, it. that's exactly how he says it too. He says this question may sound completely dumb, but I'm just curious if you only review what a developer gives you to review. I mostly ask because I'm so on the wall about the game Skylanders, Spyro's Adventure. Hell yes, A game which apparently made IGN's top games of fall 2011, which was released last Sunday to no review as of this email. Will this game be reviewed? All right, so two questions here. First, is this game going to be reviewed, Jack? Yes, this review is going up today. There you go. Um, Well, so can you tell us about the game now? Is it good or not? It it is good. I I like it. And and this is a very thing. I'm kind of almost struggling with this review because... We talked about it for a long time, and I'm not. And I went out and bought uh, everything, nearly everything that you can so currently this, can purchase. Can you explain a little bit about? Okay, so okay. yeah, so Skylanders is uh, a game. It kind of plays like the Lego games. It's a, a, a co-op, family-friendly kind of adventure game. It's fueled by these figurines that you can buy and collect. Like that physical, they're real. Physical right? figurines that you buy, like in Toys R Us, and you put them on a portal that comes with your game 
uh, portal of power. Portal of power. A wireless <laughs> USB plastic circle that you that you place your figurines on, and that's what transmits it into the game. The figurines actually store data. You level them up, and you can take them to your friend's house. You can actually use them cross-platform. This is like oh, one wow. of the only games to ever offer cross-platform play. Across it sounds Wii, amazing. 3DS, 360, and PS3. Like, it doesn't matter what you have. You can play with your friend if they have the other version. And, like, I was saying, like, if I was a kid, like, I would I would want the hell out of those. Yes, The exactly. game and those figures. I would love it. So right now, I'm, I'm balancing because because as an, a jaded adult, I look <laughs> I look at the fact that all this content is locked on that disc, and I have to pay all this money to unlock it, and that I've spent literally, right now my total is... Two hundred dollars that I played. That is that not. I, you hesitated there, and that was not the amount of money I was expecting you to say. Seventy. Two hundred dollars. Well, it's seventy dollars just for the game. Seventy dollars for the game. What the fuck? Um. Yeah. I know. This it's, is it's like after like, tax and everything and shipping. Um. Two hundred dollars are spent. Uh. Just to purchase this one game, and th- that's about the same content as a Lego game. Um. But at the same time, it's really addictive. And, and you also like, get toys. You have toys. You get toys. I mean, now I have all these toys on my desk. But they're not like like posable figures okay. or anything. They're, no, they're, they're statues. Just, they're just they're like, like figurines. Like they're just, yeah, they're, they're just in their pose. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of there's there's a debate. But, but did I, you say like the, the like character data is stored in the figurines? It's did you stored say in the that? figurines. Yeah. So that's cool. So you can take those over to if you want to to your friend's house, I guess. And then yeah. You've How got many your, figures like, are there? Thirty-two. Okay. So this is. I, I think it's super cool. Um, well, we got it's a little. Just, we got a little bit off point here. But yeah. uh, no, I mean this is good. This is what yeah, I talk about. I, I, I like. I like. I think we're going to see more and more marriage of like toys and digital games, toys and video games. I think are going to come. They tried come doing together. that with Bakugan, Bakugan. right? Yeah. yeah, they did try doing that with Bakugan to an extent. Um, the or is that just a game of the toys? That was a game of the toys okay. and the game. Like they didn't actually scan anything. I'm trying to think of games. Well, it's that... existed for a long time. There's that Mario Party e-reader card game yeah, where you played a... a physical card game on a table, and then certain things would happen yeah. in the game, and then you would have to scan a card and play a video game to decide who won, and mm-hmm. then you would go back to the card game. And so that sort of the TV is something that's like augmenting something that's happening right. in the real world. I think is neat. It's and cool. There's I just... Eye of Judgment, which is oh, like yeah. a PSI game oh, yeah, yeah. that sold cards. And I, stuff. I loved Eye of Judgment. Um, so. But in this case, if there's something that where these figurines are fueling the game, then yeah, then we go out and we do that. If I was just reviewing the starter kit, I'd be like, this is a really boring game with three characters. Like, Yeah, it seems cool. I just wonder if it has to be that expensive. Yeah. It is pricey. They're, they're fleecing that's, little kids. And that's really the... the Parents really. The thing of it is can that you, it's pricey. So can you could you trade with a bud? Like I got this one, you got that one, then you scan his in and now you have it in your game? You like, always is it a have to have all? it on you. Oh. That's kind of the issue. Ooh, um, there's yeah. no way to cheat the system. Like so what you can do is you can scan them and when you scan them you get um, like these bonus challenges. Okay. So I could scan all my friends' things and I have all those bonus challenges and I can't play those characters, but I could go play their. See, that's kind of bullshit. So there's not even really much incentive to like trade with your buds and then you like got them all in your no, game. No, not like, with the characters at least. Mm-hmm. You could trade the. There's like level unlockable figurines. Okay. So you could trade those because once you do that, it's fully unlocked. Well, this is also early days too. Like if people decide if all the reviewers come out and, you know, kids are like whatever and they're like, oh, this is too expensive or whatever, like they can, they can, they can the fix price. it. Like yeah. they can, you know. I, it's the first time something like this has really been tried. So. Right. And if it does well, then then potential sequels. I mean, yeah. if you can still use all these figurines in the next game, then you have... That's you badass, man. This is exactly ones. what Pokemon would have been if this technology existed in 90, when, 95, whenever yeah, that I, came I, out. I'm um, surprised that Pokemon hasn't done this yet. Yeah. Can it's, you imagine if like you collect all the Pokemon, but then there's real 150 real Pokemon to They already collect. sell figurines, and yeah. they actually had this really shitty little LCD game that, yeah. that it, they connected to. Like, it was basically just this like base and you put them both into there and it would be like oh they battle and that was like (laughs) it and it was like if they had actually like taken the effort to make like a a 3d rpg with like a portal and it was pokemon uh nintendo wouldn't need a ds they would just be sitting there like rolling in pokemon money poke dollars i believe (laughs) is the currency of pokemon so we like we're almost there like we have beanie babies where you can collect all those but they don't do anything digitally we have pokemon Uh, except for beanie babies do do things digitally now they've stolen the webkins thing and you go online man i am so far behind on what the kids toys are like these days remember you were just talking about today you're gonna have kids soon right (laughs) yes so you'll you'll get caught up as soon as you (laughs) once i have kids my own and then i'll I'll suddenly not be so excited about (laughs) collecting damn it money grubby so the Skylanders review up today. Yeah. I think one thing that bothers people about this game is like, why is this a Spyro game? Exactly, that's the weird part. Yeah, that's, what? And this that's isn't kind of the a Spyro game. I'm like, this is not a Spyro game. It is yeah. a game that features a facsimile of Spyro the Dragon. That's why I don't get like so. They'll often 
publishers might like attach a brand to a new game to try and help it sell more copies. But Spyro isn't that popular. It's no. like Spyro having Spyro's name on it isn't really going to move that many so copies. It's so weird too because it's called Skylanders, which is the name of those heroes. They're the Skylanders, and then it's called Spyro's Adventure. But like, <laughs> I haven't played a Spyro once because I was like, Spyro's dumb. I want to play as this guy. <laughs> and I played the entire game as that guy, and they never say anyone's name. They just call you a Skylander. So, so no one has said so the word weird. Spyro. Maybe it wasn't a Spyro all. game at first. It clearly wasn't. Well, yeah, yeah so I, that's why I don't understand why I attached the Spyro yeah. name to it. Because then you point. trick Spyro fans into it. If there is a Spyro there not fan, many, but there aren't many of them. All but there's Spyro enough. Fans. To get <laughs> yeah. So, so, sure there so is this a hard game? Like, how do you review a product like this? Like, based on like <laughs> you tell me. I'm yeah. not <laughs> no, I mean, like the Very value proposition of like I don't know. I think that would be a hard game to just pin a score to. It, it really will be difficult. It's going to okay. be one of those things where you guys need to read the text, please, and don't just like look at the score and then <laughs> read it out. I love Spyro. Because right now, like, I've shit. got what I want to say, and I have no idea what that score means. Take off your Skylanders money hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a 10. <laughs> so... Uh, well, I'm sorry. What are you uh, I just we. What, well, that, the other part that, of the question yeah. is: uh, Do you only review games that developers give you to review? And the answer is no. Yeah, no, we, we, buy, review we buy a lot of games. Just about everything. Uh, anything that our readers are remotely interested in, we review. And if the publishers or developers don't send us a copy, we go out and buy our own copy, which is, I believe, what you did with Skylanders. Yeah, they did not send out Skylanders. Yeah, yeah. and there are exceptions, but a, a nice rule of thumb is if we don't get a review copy, maybe the game's not so great. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's not. That's not a hard rule. That's but. not a hard rule at all. But I think it's um, like for games like Skylanders, yeah. you don't see a lot of media push because like that's you know not in what a lot of people the target demographic is yeah. for IGN. It was right? expensive and it wasn't a target demographic, so I don't think yeah. they bothered to do a full push for that because they knew they they'd already done a huge advertising push and sponsorship deals to Toys R Us. I think they were just relying on that instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The flip of that, of course, when yeah when Activision doesn't send X Men or Spider Man until the day before release, that's a bad sign. That is when you you, you yeah, are. And when they worried. don't even dedicate mm-hmm. commercials to yeah. either game, they just yeah. have them both. Like yeah. whatever. Speaking <laughs> of that, do you know what very big console game we do not have a review code? Well, of that's yet. the other, yeah. see that's the other part yeah, of it. It's like if if Activision doesn't give us. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 early, it's not really because they're worried about the scores, because yeah. they don't need to. True. Yeah. true. They don't need to, or, you know, sometimes games are... So it's like some games are coming out, like, in a month, and then you already have retail code, and it's yeah. done, and it's boxed, and it's in stores. You know, usually Halo games are like that. But then some games, it's, like, right up against the wire. Like, that game is being worked on until the minute it's shipped out the door. It's so. different for every developer, yeah. yeah. Yep. I think we learned a lot today. We did. We, yeah. we did some things. Mm-hmm. What are we going to be playing this weekend? I'm going to be continuing Arkham City. You, you too, Justin? Yeah, Arkham City, and I got a bunch of bunch of really great iOS stuff. Mm. I'm going to play Sonic Generations. There you go. Talking yeah. about Sonic Which is good, right? Yeah, we have a, an exclusive review next Friday, actually. Oh, um, my goodness. For real, so, yeah. for real this time? For real this time. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. The embargo will not be pushed back, but yeah, maybe I shouldn't go on the record about that. Greg, you'll be working on your Uncharted review? Uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm going to set aside some time this afternoon to finish it, and, or hopefully get, I mean, write it. I haven't written anything other than the VO. Uh, get that out of the way. And then, in a perfect world, mm-hmm. I'd like to finish my crushing playthrough this weekend, but I'll probably just be playing House of the Dead for review. Um, oh, people are wondering about that one, too. Yeah, that'll be, that review's, I mean, I shouldn't put a date on it, but it'll be up early next week. And then also a couple PSN games I'm trying to get through. Hmm. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Justin. I hope you enjoyed your time with us on GameScoop here. Yeah. I hope you'll come back again sometime. It was all right. Just okay. <laughs> no. Good, no. Not, good, not great. 8.5. <laughs> My name is Damon. This is IG and GameScoop. And we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.